Guten Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Vayigash, Tovshin Pei Beis. And uh, this recording is being recorded while I'm in Chutzlar, it's late at night. So if you hear that the rabbi is tired, it's because the rabbi is tired. And I did feel that I want to send out the Devar Torah and to give both the Olam Chizuk and to give myself Chizuk, push it to be able to stay awake. So I hope that you'll um, bear with me. I do want to say that this trip is to the United States is a very special uh, on many, many levels. One is family, being an opportunity to be able to be with my mother, should be Stark, see my children in Cleveland, my grandchildren, my daughter, my son-in-law. I had a lot of nachas being there for Shabbos Hanukkah. And, and all together with that is the opportunity to to be able to get together with many, many near Yaakov Talmidim and other Talmidim and friends who we uh, try to keep up as best as we can. And we even have, on this trip, we've arranged it's going to be a few reunions. Uh, this Shabbos in Baltimore, Matzah Shabbos, David Tzvi Zeltzer is hosting. And any alumni hear this tape, they want to join in Baltimore, 9 o'clock at Tzvi Zeltzer's house. And uh, we'd love to see everyone. And I understand that there are many Talmudim that are planning on coming from not only Baltimore, but Silver Spring. And uh, looking forward to seeing everybody. And also Monday night, when we're back in New York, there'll be a, a, another reunion at Rebelan Jinian's house in Woodmere. And again, that's for people more in the New York area and the five towns for sure. We hope to get in a good following and a good showing, and we're looking forward to sharing and seeing each other. The month uh, should be a a good month for everyone. Uh, We just finished Hanukkah. Hanukkah, we were uh, saying halal already just a few days ago. I went with my grandson to dive in halal Monday morning in the Koilo in Cleveland, and it was the last halal of the the Yontif, and that's the last halal we're going to have as far as Yom, Yom Tovim are concerned, until uh, until Pesach. We'll have Rosh Chodesh. We don't say halal on Purim. Uh, the Gemara discusses why. But the last time that we could really be Meshabach and really be thankful to Kodesh Baruch Hu for the, all the brachas that he gives us and the Yom Tif that he gave us. So we take a look at the parsha, and this parsha I, I mentioned is a, a template for... Um, Really, a unique situation in Klal Yisrael. The meeting of Yehuda and Yosef. Vayigash, I love Yehuda or Yosef, but it's not just about Yehuda and Yosef. It's really about the the long strained relationship, which had become part of um, the brothers Shvat Shvatim, and as it said over from Rebbechan and Vasim and Zeichat Zadik Vakodesh of Rach Hashem Yinkum Damav that if he said that if it wouldn't be that he was afraid, he would say that all of the blood libels that took place over the years against Jews, especially in times of the, the Middle Ages and Christians who were created, but blood libels against Jews, and they said that Jews were shechting young Gentile children, were drinking their blood. They used to always do it on Leal Pesach, and they used to mix it with the wine and put it into Aaron Kodesh, all the stories that they would say about it. Rebbe said that it Liba, Liba, if it, that the reason why the blood libels are is because 
the Ksoyinus Dam, the Ksoyinus Pasin that was dipped into the Dam, so that HaKadosh Baruch Hu constantly reminding us, Midi Kenegid Midi, that that Ksoyinus Hakir Nois, HaKsoyinus Hazeh, we should remember the Ksoyinus of that strife and that um, unfortunate situation that the brothers had, the sinner between the Achim. So what can we learn, uh, not completely, but at least some lessons that we can glean on this particular uh, type of um, life situation, life, uh, a real life situation, which unfortunately, as we know, in families, things don't always go 100% the way we would like it to do, and there's many, many times there's strains in the relationship, the relationship between siblings, relationship between parents, so what can we see from the Torah? Some interesting messages. So first of all, um, we said over from Revolvi's Zetzal that when Yosef finally reveals himself to the brothers, and uh, we know that he's he's been holding himself back, and uh, what does he do? It says, "V'layocho Yosef l'sapik." Yosef is not able to hold himself back from anymore, and. Um, and he he says he banishes all the mitzvim. Remove all of the brothers, or not remove all, remove all the people, the Egyptians, from uh, his household. No one was standing there when Yosef revealed himself to his brothers. And here Rashi points out, and Rashi says, "Oh, why did this happen? Because he didn't want that his brothers should be embarrassed in front of the Egyptians." So he had compassion upon them. And uh, Rashi says, therefore he told them that they, uh, they should all leave. And then the Pasuk says, he gives it after everyone left, he gives out a tremendous cry, so loud that's heard in the base pyro. The Medrash describes exactly what that means. And then the Pasuk says, the Pasuk Gimel, Yosef, Yosef tells his brothers, Ani Yosef, I'm Yosef, is my brother, is my father still alive? And the Pasuk says that the brothers were so embarrassed, they couldn't stand, they couldn't answer, literally they were, they were stunned. And Rashi says, why were they stunned? Because of the embarrassment. So Revolbi brings down from the altar from Kalim, that uh, the truth is, is that it seems to be a slight contradiction. Originally he said that Yosef is very, very careful about the feelings of his brother. All of a sudden now, he gives him a, he gives him a very sharp retort. And the Mephorshim said that he was saying is that, how is it possible my father could be alive after all the sorrows that you caused me? So Rashi says that the, the brothers were embarrassed. So how does this, how can we, how can we, can re, how can we reconcile the, uh, the reconciliation problem that's taking place over here. Revolvi says, Gavaldika, Gavaldika, Yesaid, in the Avaitis HaMusser, which is that for sure, when a person has had something wrong done to him, and he's been pained, and he's, had, he's been afflicted, so it's not just a. Uh, uh, a milsa de chasidus. A person says, "I'm Michael, the other person." No, what a person has to know is a person has to know. You have to be able to speak out the pain. You have to make the discussion an open discussion. You have to say what, how much pain you were, you were, you were affected by, and you were hurt by, and you don't just cover it up, but you reveal it. 
But the Avodas HaMusar is, is that you reveal it to the, to, the, to the particular people who paint you. You don't have to embarrass them more and to get them to, to they themselves should have suffering that you should have a, maybe some benefit and say, oh, now they're feeling the pain the way I felt the pain. The purpose is not they should feel the pain the way you felt the pain as far as you're concerned. They should feel the pain as far as your, your pain is concerned, but only in order to benefit them. And this is what the Torah is telling us a Gavaldical lesson. When there is strife, when there is a strain in the relationship, yes, enachanami, one has to talk it out, one has to communicate, not just to bottle it up. But you don't necessarily throw all caution to win and you reveal it to everyone and you embarrass them beyond, beyond comprehension. The truth is, this is really, Gavaldiki Yisoyed Revolbi says, and it's a, it just gives us a little bit of a, of a, of a, a snapshot about how the real Avodas HaMusar is to know when you're supposed to use the Midah of Busha and when you're not supposed to use the Midah of Busha. We find a similar thing in Parshas Vayikra. The Pasuk speaks about the mitzvah Haftalarecha Kamaycha. So there's an interesting Ramban. The Ramban says that the Pasuk first says, A person should not harbor any hatred towards his brothers. And then the Pasuk says, A person should give Musr. And then it says, We know that called Batayra, the great mitzvah of Avasarayim. And the Ramban himself points out, why is it that the Torah decided to put in between the mitzvah of Lysisna and Vahafta, which seem to be like two ends of the book? There's a, there's a lav of Lysisna, there's a mitzvah of Hafta. Why did they put in a chayach, tachayach, hasam, b'secha? That has to do with musr that a person gives when you see a person doing an aveira and everything else. Ramban says, no. Over here we're discussing how does a person combat Lysisna? You know, you combat Lysisna not just by harboring it in your heart, but by speaking it out, you should go over to the person that, that, that caused you suffering, you should tell him, I want you to know that you caused me suffering. And that itself will begin the reconciliation. That will bring to Vahaftalarecha And that's why the Psukim are masterfully put together by the Rabbanishlam. How do you get rid of sinna? The eights of the Torah give the Musr, talk it out, communicate it. And I think this is a great, great lesson. Then, if a person does that, it will bring him to a vahaftalarecha kamaycha. When Yehuda comes along and Yehuda uh, says, uh, very interesting, uh, you know, I don't have a lot of uh, svarim over here, so we're medayik what the Torah says, which is the greatest sefer. So what does Yosef, what does Yehuda say? It's a long, long joshua, and he tells him that you promise you're going to watch over him. But the main thing is, he says these two psukim, he says, let me sit instead of, his, instead of him and let the, let the child go back to his brother. And then he says, Ki vanar How could I go back to my father and the youth? The, the Binyamin is not with me. Maybe perhaps my, our father was, my father will see such evil and it will cause him such pain. And immediately Yosef can't hold himself back. What's the connection between the two? I was thinking. Connection is, is that Yosef was looking to see how far-reaching Yehuda's tshuva uh, really had come. Yehuda is really the leader of the Achim. He's the Melech, Melech Malchus Yehuda. Yosef is Malchus ben Yosef. And, and what was going on was like this. Yehuda had tainas. The tainas was like this. You, Yosef, said that uh, Binyamin stole. 
and therefore he has to become as a slave. So Yehuda says, I agree that Yosef should become a slave, and that Binyamin uh, on his own should become a slave. But the suffering that his father, his older father, is going to have is beyond, is beyond comprehension. So it could be the Einish should go in Binyamin for his own uh, deed, because at that point Yehuda did not know that really the whole thing was really a, 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 a trumped-up charges, right, which were just made up. So, but his taina was... How could you punish the father for the sins of the son? That punishment is too much. That's when Yosef jumps on this argument. And Yosef, Yosef says, Ah, did this stop you from painting our father Yaakov? It could be I hurt you when I said those things about that I'm the leader, that you're doing certain things, but how could you hurt our father? That's what he says. Well, Yochel Yosef was apic on this time. He says, Ani Yosef, Right? So the lessons of family strife, of hurt, of eventual forgiveness, these are great, great lessons which um, every, every person and every time and every, uh, every situation, one has to learn as much as he can from the Torah Kedoshah to see how a person should go about, for sure the tachlis is, that we should get to the, to the, peaceful, the peaceful situation. People should be living in peace. And uh, the Pasuk says further, it says, uh, Later on it says that you should live in Eretz Goshen. Um, and you should be close to me. Your, your, you, your sons, your grandchildren. Interesting way he says grandchildren. And all of your, all of your cattle, all of your sheep. So I saw it brought down from Reb Meir Parshalan. He says, again, this also relates to the concept of reconciliation. He says that Yosef was worried about the possibilities that, unfortunately, if they would be too close to each other, that they would be on top of each other, that they would uh, begin again to raise the issues of family strife, perhaps. And therefore, the best thing is, is to spread out Spread out, you should be in Goshen. But I'm always with you. We'll always be, we'll watch over each other. We care about each other. So again, this is, not, this is a lesson teaching us about sometimes how we have to live with our families. Sometimes you have, you have parents, you have in-laws, you have uh, children. You know, how close should they be? Should it be one on top of each other? Again, each situation is complex and you have to know how to paskin. But we see from over here a certain template that sometimes a person has to have their own area to be able to produce what they can produce in life. And they have to keep up the relationship with their families, with their parents, but sometimes has to be at somewhat of a distance. Again, this could be another possible lesson. And the halacha is a very interesting outcome that comes from this. The Marambi Rutenberg was very, very makbid. I remember learning this in the, in the Russian Kedushin, Marambi Rutenberg, after he became a Rav, he didn't want to live in the same town with his father. And the truth is, he didn't even go to see his father afterwards. Why? Because he was afraid that since he was the Rav, and his father would perhaps stand up for him, and he would not be able to give the proper perspectives, the proper respect to his father. So there would be a lack of kibbutz. So it, it sounds like a very harsh way of doing it, but that's what he did. The Rambi Rutenberg did not ever see his father afterwards because he was afraid that there would be a lack 
of covet that was given. And the Taz, also the Taz says he didn't want to be too close to his father after he became a Rav, in order not to be, a little bit different, in order not to be nichshal and keep it up. He wouldn't be able to do the kibbutz properly because he would be obligated, and then he would have the problem of how does he deal with his rabbonus, with his situation. So Rabbi said, this is a very complex, but what we see is the Torah is giving a certain advice about the possibilities, how families are supposed to live together. Ah, the balance of these matters is, is, is what the Torah tells us. The Torah tells us how much we should uh, allow and how much we should disallow. How close should we get? How much pain should we cause the other person? How much pain should we not cause the other person? The tachlis is in order to bring us to Ava v'achva v'shol v'reyus. And um, that's what we're hopeful that this parish of parishes v'yigash it should be a reconciliation for us all, reconciliation with the uh, with the Rabbeinu Shalai, that's the most important. He's the Avar Achaman. And that we have to try our utmost to be as close as we can to him. I've had the opportunity, Baruch Hashem, to meet and to get a lot of nachas from Neri Yaakov Talmidim during the last few days that I've been here. Uh, to a certain extent, the Neri Yaakov uh, family is like brotherhood. And uh, it's great to see how different uh, Talmidim, they went through mutual experiences. And um, and I just, you know, just great, great compliments. I met a uh, a non near Yaakov Talmud in Cleveland who came over to me after Mincha one day. He said, Rabbi Liff, you don't know me. And then he tells me his name. He says, oh, I know your grandparents. And he says, I used to come from the mirror to learn with guys in near Yaakov, Night Seder. He said, No, how was the experience? He said, It was a great experience for him. It was the first time, really, an opportunity to, to you know, to befriend guys who were, you know, what's called off the derrick, so to speak, possibly, and to sit and learn with them. He said he always saw an amazing thing. No matter what was going outside the base meadows in Neriaga, but uh, in the base meadows, things were always happening. Things were always happening. The base meadows pull was a very, very strong pull. And I know that affected many, many Talmudim Neriaga. They've expressed that to me. And I hope that they continue to have that, uh, that tie and that connection. I want to mention one story. I want to also return a favor. My friend, Rabbi Mati Grunberg from Harnov, who is a wonderful, wonderful Talmud Chacham, and he's one of the head authorities in Kashrus for the OU, and for many, many years he traveled to the Far East, specifically to China, and he, he lives in Yerushalayim now for many years. And he told me that he came upon a letter that was in his mother-in-law's house, which was a thank you note which was given to his wife's grandfather, who was a Pashtun who lived in the Lower East Side. He had a business, he wasn't a well-to-do man, but he had a parnasa. And in, in, in Tafshin Chavches, 1968, he gave a $1,000 donation to Yeshiva Feinstein was the Yeshiva. And he received in return, and they didn't know about it, just found it in the in the boxes of all the papers, he received a personalized letter from uh, Rav Moshe. And Rav Moshe writes them a very interesting uh, letter of thanks. First of all, the fact that he took the time to write a letter. So first of the Nusuch, I don't have the Nusuch right in front of me right now, but the Nusuch that he used was, he wants to thank him for the Nesina Chashuva, the Nesina Gedayla. He doesn't call it an Adav, he doesn't call it like a like a you know some sort of charity, 
it was a nesina. Nesina means it was something this person had, a, he had to have a, a thousand. I mentioned to someone this week, he said $1,000 in 1968. That's like maybe twenty-five, thirty, $40,000, $50,000 today. It's a tremendous amount of money. So Rabbi said, you gave a tremendous nesina to the yeshiva. So number one is I want to tell you that you're going to get the tremendous reward of being machzik, people that are sitting and learning Torah, and you get reward like you're being marvitz to Torah, your complete shutif in the teaching and the learning of the Torah of all the Talmidim and the Rabbeim. But besides that, I want to tell you that you, I also have to express my own personal karzatov because Rav Moshe writes this, very interesting, 1968, Rav Moshe was then fully the god of Klaus he was healthy to, to a large extent. At that time, I just came to the yeshiva in 1968. So it was my when I came to the yeshiva. I have to be thankful to that yid. He helped me to get into the yeshiva. And Rav Moshe writes that um, I have a very tough job because not only do I have to give the shiurim in the yeshiva, Rav Moshe was Moshe Nefesh for shiurim, I have to also take care of all the bills, I have to take care of all the rabbeim, I have to, the suppliers, to raise the funds for them. And at the same time, I have people that ask questions, Shilas from all over, and I have a lot of tears, and it's really beyond my, beyond my capacity. So I want to tell you, I want to thank you personally, because you, by you giving this very generous check, donation, this generous Nesina, we use the Nusach of Ramosha, so it helps me in everything that I do. And I want to tell you that you will receive reward for all of the things that I am able to accomplish Gavala, gavalika, lekach. So I sent it over to a few Talmidim um, and I, to a few people. That this is a great, great Maisha to say over that Rav Maisha had a chorus that tell you, Rav Maisha understood really what a Nasina is, what a Nasina does, and how much we can all be shutfim. Rav Maisha, I want to give a bracha to everybody. I want to wish everyone a good Shabbos. I want to wish everybody that this month, the month of Tavis, should. Uh, be a month of toiv, toivus, as we say. It should be a month of toiv. It should be a month of goodness. We should be zoichem mitzvah all of us. There should be a bonding, a reconciliation, a shalom. It should be avav achvav shalom v'reus. We should be zoichem through that, through our looking and our searching and trying our utmost to get to the final result, which is oisah shalom v'mreimah v'yasah shalom aleinu. I'll call you Yisrael v'imru amen. Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it would be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.